is the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. After a week off of Labor Day, I'm back and ready to give you another episode of the Celebrity Afterlife Report, the only show on the internet that brings you the up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. Who am I? The celebrity medium, of course. Now, although we were off last week, that doesn't mean I wasn't in touch with my next world paparazzi contacts. There's always something going on in the afterlife celebrity scene, and I have stories to pass along to you. The biggest name to transition to his new existence over the past two weeks is Gene Wilder. The much-beloved impish actor is best known for his film work with Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor. Upon his arrival to the next world, he was greeted with a very large crowd, which was very happy to see him, I'm told. My contacts tell me that Gene seemed very touched by the loving reception he got. He was even happier and more than a bit shocked, I'm informed, when his former wife Gilda Radner ran up to him and gave him a big hug. Gilda threw her arms around him and kissed him. And then something odd happened. Sources tell me that Gene seemed a bit awkward at that point and didn't return the hug or the kiss. He was smiling somewhat sheepishly at Gilda before taking the opportunity to make a short speech to the assembled crowd, saying how happy he was to see everyone and thanking them for greeting him so warmly. After that, Gilda took his hand and led him off presumably to her home. He apparently stood at arm's length from her as they walked off. Those who noticed his behavior were understandably confused by it. Later, Princess Diana, who has become my best-known afterlife source, managed to catch up with the couple, and she got to interview them for a TV gossip show. In the interview, Gene said he was extremely happy to see Gilda, but he felt awkward as he had remarried after she transitioned to the next world. He felt as if he was cheating on his earthly plane spouse by showing affection to his former wife. Both Gilda and Diana told him that was very sweet and understandable, but that there was no reason for him to feel guilty as people often run into loved ones from earlier in their earthly plane existences when they arrive in the afterlife and that it was perfectly acceptable there for him to resume his relationship with Gilda. Gene said he was very relieved to know that, but it was going to take him a while to adjust to how things are there. In this next story, things get a little strange, as they often do in the next world. Although Gene Wilder left the earthly plane almost two weeks ago, he didn't actually arrive in the afterlife for several days. And no one knows why, but that happens fairly often, so it's nothing to be concerned about. As it turns out, he arrived just before conservative firebrand Phyllis Schlafly did. Many credit anti-feminist Schlafly for the Equal Rights Amendment never becoming law. While Wilder was on stage accepting the accolades of his many fans in the next world, Schlafly was waiting her turn in the spotlight. Apparently she couldn't see what was going on out in front from where she was standing. So when Jean left the reception area with Gilda Radner, 
Schlafly walked onto the raised stage-like platform, seemingly expecting the same kind of raucous greeting he had received. What she didn't know until she reached the microphone was that the crowd dissipated immediately after Jean and Gilda walked away. Waiting for Schlafly was a much smaller crowd, mostly composed of people who were just waiting for the street to clear out. I'm told she was visibly irritated and expressed her indignation to the few stragglers still left, saying that Wilder had stolen her thunder. Later, to a reporter, she said she was absolutely sure that her disappointing reception was a plot by, quote, liberal Hollywood types, unquote, to make her look bad. Now, I wasn't there, of course, but I'm sorry, I have to say she sounds paranoid and more than a little delusional. Longtime listeners know about the problems singer Jim Morrison, formerly of The Doors, has had in The Next World. It's a long story, so I won't go into it in a lot of detail right now. If you want to know about it, I suggest you check out some of the older episodes of the report. The Reader's Digest version is that Jim was kicked out of the Legends, the afterlife band he formed along with Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and other rock and roll luminaries. After that, he formed his own band called The Real Legends, which turned out to be himself with impersonators of the other musicians from the original Legends band. When that didn't go well for him, to say the least, the audiences were really PO'd when they saw what the Real Legends consisted of, he tried his hand at several other showbiz jobs, only to be fired or just quit them. Things seemed to be turning around for the Lizard King when he performed at a huge all-star show in environment, the indoor amusement area where afterlife citizens can go to experience a rainy day. It looked like his career was headed in the right direction again, but we haven't actually heard anything about Morrison since that show. We may now know why. Stories are starting to emerge from some of the other performers at that show that Jim was his usual diva-ish self backstage, demanding to have special lighting on him while he sang and so forth. That doesn't appear to have sat well with the others on the bill. So if Jim had any hopes of working with them in the future, they appear to have been ruined by his over-the-top demands. Now comes word that, incredibly, Morrison is trying to put together another version of the real legends. He has run ads looking for lookalikes of Hendrix, Joplin, and other rock greats. People are reportedly amazed he would try this tack again given how spectacularly it flopped the first time around? Hugh O'Brien was a Hollywood actor in his day, well known for starring in the life and legend of Wyatt Earp and another show called Search on television. He also had a notable supporting role in John Wayne's last film, The Shootist, as well as many other movies. He arrived in the next world on the 5th of September. His welcome wasn't as large as some other celebrities have been, as he hasn't been active in show business in recent years. Apparently, though, he is more than ready to get back into the saddle again. My sources tell me that immediately upon his arrival, O'Brien went around glad-handing everyone in sight, saying, Hi, I'm you, O'Brien, actor. Got any work for me? 
I'm told that his good looks and charm won people over immediately. From what my sources told me, I can't imagine it will take long for you to be back on either the small or large screen again. So I'm just going to say best of luck, Mr. O'Brien. Okay, looking at my notes, I see that's all I have for you at the moment. I'll be back next week with more up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. And I really hope you'll be here to join me. In the meantime, it would be greatly appreciated if you would tell your friends, family, and loved ones that the report can be found on iTunes, in the Google Play Store, and on Kate Chung, 16.30 a.m. in Los Angeles. And of course, it's free wherever you find it. I'm the Celebrity Medium. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. To ask a question about your favorite deceased celebrity, call 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-369-3732.